0: episode 42 of What's the Takeaway podcast, where we are going to focus on Jesus today and the story of Christmas. We hope you are having
1: a good Christmas season.
0: So where do you want to start, girls?
1: Okay, so this is actually our last episode before Christmas. This episode goes live on the Monday night, Tuesday morning, Hi. the week before Christmas.
0: You're going to be all right. It's okay. Don't stress out. (coughs)
1: So... We hope you're wrapped in organized. <laughs> And if you're not, not. if you're not,
0: it's okay. I like that Julie's
1: like, no, no I'm probably she's not. She's already not. I can, yeah. I can prophesy that. we can prophesy no. and predict that I not be ready. I am normally wrapped by this time of year. I'm mm. going to be honest. You. I probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is good. Okay, so I don't know about all of you, but it's such a crazy time of year. Mm. It's so easy to lose focus. Mm-hmm. We don't always mean to, but before we know it, we're all about lists and decorations. I often feel that even with the Sunday school, we're so busy prepping for Christmas shows that we've not actually taken the time to sit down with the kids and mm-hmm. actually go over the nativity, um, the birth of their saviour. I know in recent years for us in our church, we actually recognised that and actually started teaching the nativity <laughs> earlier in the year. we not going
0: to mm-hmm. so, teaching at the last minute. Because
1: I'm not sure, like... Obviously, they're learning it as they're learning their songs and their lines, but they're not really learning it mm. because, you know, you're not pricks and singing the song to really listen to the words, kids. You're going, no, 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 because that put bit, that bit mm. down at that bit, don't you? <laughs> um, and I know that I said to my husband last week that I really feel that my head is spinning. Mm. There's so much to do. Yeah. And it just, you know, you're trying to achieve so much that sometimes oh, you just. You need to go back to our earlier episodes yeah. about <laughs> keeping it all on the chill. Yeah, so, um, like last week, we're going to hope that you take a wee seat, get yourself a nice warm festive drink. Danielle's got hers in front of her right mm-hmm. now. My coffee, my decaf. I can't do caffeine anymore. <laughs> take some time out of the buzz. To just sit and enjoy this episode mm-hmm. with us as we, we chat and we see where we're going with our chat. I know, it'll be um, interesting. So, Danny, we're going to come to you mm-hmm. first, and you're going to speak about the historical setting of Jesus's birth. That's what you think. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually about to say that, and I actually admit <clears throat> that when you go all historical, I yeah, really love it. Really, because it's too. like. It, I feel as if it's the stuff that you don't really know. Oh. And I'm not a historian that's yeah. going to go look into that myself. Yeah, I'm just nosy. So I'll allow you to I'm do that nosy, for yes. me. So, My nosiness works So for now, me. if you don't go down what you were supposed to do, <laughs> you've now disappointed me. So, oh. you know, do you know what's
0: so really funny? Because I saw it the week
1: before Christmas, Daniel.
0: <laughs> Jesus help me. So the focus on Jesus, I was looking at that and I was like, "How are we supposed to be doing that?" But I think God has a plan, so we'll just do it this way. But mm-hmm. one of the things that one one of the things we wanted to talk about when we were making this silly list and witherspoons and motherwell our wish all that one day when we just kind of mm-hmm. went a little bit nuts um, was trying to like like I like to stop and think about how. Um, like what was going on around the world when mm-hmm. Jesus was here? And I think about how Jesus didn't come just to save the Jews. He came to save the world. He came to mm-hmm. save everybody. And so how how what was going on in like China? What was going on in like India? I get weird like that. So I was thinking about what was going on around the world at this time. And we know for, for one thing, we do know that Buddhism was already a thing. So we know that contemporarily speaking, you know, there were people in Jesus's time that were on other parts of the planet that were, um, worshiping are not worshiping, but being Buddhists practicing Buddhism. That's the word. Um, and it probably already existed for, I don't know, maybe a good, a good while, like centuries, um, and we're talking about when Jesus came on the scene he came on the scene at the beginning of the first century um, some people debate what day he was born or when he was born and to me that's completely irrelevant I really I mean maybe to somebody is relevant for some sort of pinpoint in history but for me it's it's not that relevant but the world had three great superpowers at the time they had um, the Parthian Persian, Empire, so that was basically an Iranian empire, an Iranian empire that was highly influenced by Greeks and um, the Hellenistic people. So these people, the Parthenian Persians Iranians, were um, they were from Turkey, but listen, they spread as far as modern day Turkey, all the way to Afghanistan and Pakistan. And that's huge. Like Mm -hmm. that's a huge part of the world. Like maybe if we saw a map at that time, we would see these great, these three great powers. Because I was even like, what was America like at this time? And obviously at this time, it was you know probably populated by like native, you know, um, native uh, Indians to that culture. But anyways, back to these Parthian Persians. Um, They were also part of the the silk trade, which was which we'll we'll get into a little bit later because that was one of the great um, the great powers at the time as well. And these, this culture was a combination between um, worshipping of the Greek gods and then to so think about all the different Greek gods. And then um, later on, they were like, hey, why are we worshipping all these Greek gods? Let's go start worshipping our own gods. So they sort of combined the Iranian gods with the um, with the Greek gods and they came up with their own sort of gods. Um, and they found like similarities. I think other cultures did this as well. By the way, they would take like Greek gods or Roman gods, and they would combine them with their national kind of gods, and they would find similarities. And they would say like, "Your Zeus is our such and mm, such." Yeah. So, and they were polytheistic, meaning that they they worshipped more than one god, which at this time I think is very rampant around the world as well. Um, and so, in, in blending all of this, they had multiple gods, and each each community or ethnical group, ethnic ethnic ethnic. Group, group in their um space would have their own gods so like if one group was taken over by them they would they would still continue to worship their god like they weren't forced to let go of their gods or anything like that and their king whoever their king was at the time i couldn't find his name but i'm sure his name is somewhere to be found um they were they sort of did what egyptians did like their kings became their gods Mm so it was sort of a, a cult of whatever the whoever the ruler was so at that time i don't know what his name was but so this is one of the great world powers at that time so um then we have another world power which is the um it's in china and it's the chinese you know dynasties this dynasty at this time was the at the turn of this at the turn of this first century it started out with a dynasty called the zindin dynasty but that becomes the the Han dynasty, which is now still what the Chinese people call themselves. So traditionally, they would still call themselves Han people. So that dynasty has gone on forever, as you can see. Um, and in this culture, so when Jesus comes on the scene, the Chinese have their culture, and the the culture is that the king is the pinnacle of all society. It's the emperor. Sorry, they have an emperor. And he's the emperor of all society. And in his community, this is quite interesting. This is, like, really interesting to me. They He wouldn't just say, I'm the pinnacle of all things, he he did know he was the final word on things, but he also included nobility and scholars. And then we're gonna find out how Confucianism came into that. Confucianism was before this, but we're gonna find out how they kept Confucianism as part of their um of their beliefs. But he would kind of surround himself with like good people per se, noble people, scholars. Um, and they were trading. Like they would trade with like gold and silver. They had coins that were were gold and silver, but they looked like keys. Actually, they like little keys. If you were to go look them up, they also traded with seashells and tortoise shells. And they divided themselves by social class, which I also think is interesting because this Mm -hmm. is kind of like a pervasive problem, I think, when the time Jesus shows up. Mm -hmm. Um, The Jews were doing this. The the Greeks were doing this. The Romans were doing this. They weren't just divided on, like, social class, but obviously we had learned in the past that they had been divided on sex class as well. Mm -hmm. So whatever your sex was that you were born, that would kind of, you know, differentiate for who you were as well. Um, the, The emperor at the time, his name was Wang Mei. Um, and mind you, like this crosses over from like the first century into maybe like well, let's go as far as a- A.D. maybe forty or fifty, which is after the the death of Jesus as well. So um, it's a socialist type of mentality. Like in our modern mind, the way that we could figure out what was happening over in China was it was socialistic in in the way that we can understand it. So the emperor he outlawed slavery. He, he didn't outlaw it, actually. What he did was he um, he put a heavy tax on people who owned slaves, which I think is kind right. of cool. Um, and he tried to kind of minimize slavery. And he also took um, mass, like areas of land that noblemen owned and he gave it to the poor who owned nothing. So everyone had a portion and everyone was given a certain portion. And that was how it was done. You, you know, nobody had too much or too little, which is very communist in my idea, but the, no one had too much or too little. And then the, the ruling way of i would say religion was what's called confucianism which is a philosophy actually it's not a religion and um it's a kind of combination well it's humanistic and rationalistic we we have this coming later on in society we have the um a time when britain turns to this type of style of thinking as well but it's a reliance on human reasoning okay so you're not just giving your hope over and you're your wisdom over like you're not giving yourself over to a deity you're giving yourself over to a community of people who put themselves together and they reason and they rationalize and the human uh, force of has becomes how they get ruled and that is how they would make their decisions for all things you know straight across the board they would bring that confucianism into how they round the country um And they did. They still worshipped idols. They still had rituals and they still did animal sacrifices. And then you have the Roman Empire, which who needs to even expound on the Roman Empire? Mm. What was it? At one point, there was one one out of every four citizens was a Roman. um, I'm sorry. One out of every four was a Roman citizen. That's like huge Mm -hmm. Um, 20 percent of the world population, they believe, was Roman at that time. Um, it was a republic, but it became, you know, it crosses over from being a republic, which means, you know, there was all these guys that ran it together into being um, an empire, which means it was ran by an emperor. And we see that actually Pontius Pilate was one of the emperor's like little minions in that community where Jesus was. Mm-hmm. And he ends up um, <coughs> he ends up kind of fulfilling what what um, the, the emperor wanted him to do for Je- to Jesus, which was to crucify him. So um what I found interesting about all of this was that they we all they all have something in common they're all polytheistic which means they all worshiped multiple gods mm-hmm. some communities worshiping more than one god they all sacrificed so they all did some type of sacrifice whether that be like you know prostitution temple sacrifice whether that be animal sacrifice Um, They all were trying to own as much of the world as they possibly could. Mm -hmm. So they were trying to take over. And I think, like, there's nothing different today. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I feel like today it's just the same nonsense. You know, like, the whole world is still based around trade, which is fine. The whole world is worshipping something. We still have New Ageism, which is totally polytheistic in its nature. Um, Like, we just, we have a lot of the same problems Mm. except christ has actually come into the world now and that's the difference so i think like all these people were trying to figure out for thousands of years of how do we rule and reign ourselves how do we live how do we function and they were grasping at things to do that and i think it's the same way today i don't think much has changed in Mm -hmm. human nature except that christ is now an option rather than your human reasoning or um you know whatever else it might be animal sacrifices thank goodness So that was like a world. Sorry, animal
1: sacrifices. Thank goodness. Yeah, goodness. (laughs) Thank goodness we don't have to do that.
0: Yeah. So there's like a big picture of what was going on when Jesus came on the scene. So
1: the world was a bit of a mess. Aye. Mm. And the world now is. A of a mess. A bit of a mess. A bit of a mess. Yeah. Okay, Julie, you are going to take us through, I think, through the state of the world and the state of God's people. No,
0: I did the state of the world. Julie's doing the state of God's people. Oh, yeah. yes. So, so uh, I'm going to... Okay, so
1: you've
2: changed and yeah. told gonna me. I'm going to polarise a little bit into right, okay. the part of the world that Jesus came into. Right, okay. Rather than like so a So you're wider... going to hone in. You're going to yeah. hone yeah. in. Okay. And, yeah. So... Um, a lot more briefly than Daniel. Let me preface it. No, in wait minute, like a minute. Danielle's got like five notes. B-
0: I know, but. And she just m-
2: did all that off of like. Yeah. I'm an expounder. Five, five sentences. I'm not an expounder. I know you write. No, if that no. I could
0: only write the way I talk. <laughs> um, okay, so like we got this big world view. Mm-hmm. And you're on Google Maps. <laughs> and it's zoning in, zoning in, zoning in. And it gets down to this little place
2: <laughs> called. Bethlehem. And what happens there? Well, when Jesus was born, the people in that part of the world were divided against Roman rule like mm-hmm. you were saying the Romans were like all over power. the place mm-hmm. yeah they were all over the place um, <laughs> they are multiplying like bunnies they were also divided against themselves as well like mm-hmm. there was various Jewish sex- sects sects <laughs> <laughs> That's S E C T S. In operation, um, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, for example. There's others too, but they yeah, were they were the ruling the, parties yeah, of religion. Um, and they had different beliefs on certain topics, such mm-hmm. as life after death, among mm-hmm. others. Um, as well as being influenced by the Greek and the Roman culture, and we talked a little bit about that. When, back when we were talking about Jesus and women and how mm-hmm. women's lives have been influenced by
0: Roman Greece culture
2: out with mm. Judaism, um, so um, there was a general feeling of unrest and the people weren't really looking for the Messiah. I think, like you were talking about, the four hundred years mm-hmm. of silence, and I think there was um, they grew cold. A lot of people forgot, mm. and maybe a little bit like now where. Um, people were maybe like, "Oh well, I'm Jewish, but I don't actually mm-hmm. practice mm-hmm. Judaism." Like there may be mm-hmm. maybe there was a little bit of that, and mm-hmm. some people, anyway. Or my parents raised me Christian, but I don't really yeah yeah. yeah like that yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, if they were looking for the Messiah, they were they were looking for this political figure or a king type figure to come in and change the yeah. political landscape, freedom from Roman rule. They weren't looking for a baby and a major. But In a manger. The Old Testament. With the drummer. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> as, a, as a drummer, Bethel like Danielle? No, no.
2: I well, like it's him. not mentioned. I <laughs> actually like him a lot.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's not mentioned he could have still been there, okay. <laughs> Definitely.
2: <laughs> um, well, what chilly. the Bible does say in the Old Testament is a lot about the coming of the Messiah. There's mm-hmm. a lot of prophecies. Yeah. Even the place where is mm-hmm. where he was born, Bethlehem, is foretold and we looked at that. Mm-hmm. As well as really specific details like the virgin birth. Yeah. Um I mean, again, the Magi recognized who he was, mm-hmm, but yeah. his own people, God's chosen people, couldn't see him. Mm-hmm. They he didn't come in the package they were hoping for. Yeah, and so they rejected him. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah, they, he was humble,
0: wasn't he? Yeah, he didn't like set up rule and like, you know, the only people he really banged the table for was the religious.
2: Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe they just couldn't see past their circumstances to mm-hmm. see the miraculous thing that was happening right in front of them. Mm-hmm. But they certainly were, I mean, they were looking for, like, a man to come in and just mm-hmm. wipe away the Romans and yeah. start fresh. And that's not what was prophesied. Yeah, except for... Um, Not entirely. No, no, no. But what I'm thinking about is how you're saying, like, they were
0: looking for this um, political figure to come Mm -hmm. and, like, set them free from Mm -hmm. this um, oppression, per se. And then, like, what we find is that there were small pockets of people who were still faithful. Yeah. So after 400 years, we find small pockets of people who are very faithful, like Mary and Joseph, yeah, huh? yeah. and how we see um, the two prophets. Remember the man and the woman that we talked about that oh, one day in and then the, the temple? temple. Yep. And the minute Jesus shows up, they recognize immediately. Yep. So these are people who were devoted. and So what we're seeing is that there's a significant difference between those who, throughout the 400 years, continued to carry on tradition mm-hmm which is my least favourite thing in the world. And then you see a difference between that and the people who weren't carrying on tradition but were really living Fastened out their yeah, faith. Absolutely. Their faith. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: Waiting for the Messiah.
1: Mm-hmm. The difference between religion and faith. Yeah. Isn't yeah. Yeah. Well done,
2: yeah. Yeah, and then in John um, chapter 1, verse 11, it says, just to finish up a little bit, it says, He came unto his own, and his own received him not. Mm. Oh, that's
1: a sad one. It, it is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But, that worked quite well for us, mm. because his own didn't receive him. Mm. So the Gentiles got to mm-hmm. benefit mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, so thank you, Julie. Um, I was giving the, what did Jesus' death accomplish? Oh. So I thought, oh, that's quite easy. It accomplished mm-hmm. the cross. Mm-hmm. Do you mean it. what his birth accomplished? <coughs> what, what his birth accomplished? Yeah. Jesus' birth, birth accomplished was This is cross. not an Easter, this yeah. is a Christmas. <laughs> no, we'll just, what we'll do is we'll just cut this for Easter as well. What did his birth, <laughs> what did his birth accomplish and his birth accomplished the cross? If he wasn't mm-hmm. born, yeah. he couldn't have died in the cross mm-hmm. for us. Um, and that really, you know, I thought that sums it up. Mm-hmm. But then when we go back, it achieves so much more when we look at a way back to creation where Adam and Eve committed that first you know the first Mm sin the sin entered the world and we were all born sinners and without Jesus being born and then going to the cross that we would all be destined to eternal damnation Um, and time and time again the Old Testament we see the prophecies been foretold that we yeah. would have a saviour so his birth accomplished that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Isaiah 7 14 says, therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son yeah. and will call him Emmanuel God is with us Yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> That is just one prophecy. I did Google it. I thought, well, let's see how many prophecies oh, there that is um, and I would be here all night mm-hmm. if I had to sit and go mm-hmm. through. Mm-hmm. One scholar said that there was many. Jai Barton Payne found as many as 574 verses in the Old Testament that somehow pointed or described the reference of the coming Messiah. Mm. Um, Alfred Edersheim found found 456 Old Testament verses referencing the Messiah and his times. And conservatively, Jesus fulfilled at least 300 prophecies.
0: How many did Edersheim say?
1: Four, five, six. Right. I mean, I didn't go get them for myself.
0: No, no, but I just was wondering this how I many he said, because he's pretty legit.
1: Mm. Yeah. So these stats shouldn't surprise us, um, mm. because God, the word is from God, and Jesus is God, and yeah. Jesus is word and flesh, isn't he? John one fourteen. What was the first... One, John, was it 11 you read? Yeah. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, mm-hmm. and we have seen his glory as the Son, f- from the Father, of full of grace and truth. Mm-hmm. Jesus is our Passover lamb. Mm-hmm. Without mm-hmm. his birth, without God coming as flesh, we would have no grace, no mercy, no eternal life with our Creator. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's. Have I missed anything that Jesus' birth accomplished?
0: Well, that's amazing because I always think about. I always think about the ratio of like what or what the power to like whatever number it is. If he were to fill just, fulfill just one, mm. is like this crazy number, and like it's almost impossible. But he did it, and he did more than one. Yeah. He fulfilled more than one prophecy. Mm-hmm.
1: Conservatively, three hundred at least, three hundred, which we can make you think that's crazy. There was a lot more than three hundred. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's conservative, like you said. And
0: yeah. those are all just the things that are written in scripture. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because yeah, I'm pretty prices. sure
1: there was a lot more. Ah yeah. Fulfilled, it wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Okay, one of my favorite Christmas songs mm-hmm. is Julie. What's my favorite Christmas song? Oh,
2: Holy Night. Well
1: done. Remember That's that for um, the Christmas ladies' meeting. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Don't cut it this year, Julie. <laughs> a line in it is, a weary world rejoices. I love that line. Yep. Um. So a weary world rejoices. It was weary. Danielle, Mm -hmm. what does that line mean to Mm. you?
0: It means everything Mm. that we just talked about. Everyone Mm. was weary, physically weary and spiritually weary. They were trying to find ways to make them not be weary, just like we do, Mm. you know, just like we do. Uh, We're trying to find ways to relieve pain and suffering and poverty and all these different things. And then the weary world sees its maker. And that even includes nature, Mm -hmm. you know, finally receiving its maker and it just breaks out in song. Yeah. I'm going to do that right now. Are you ready? Go. <laughs> Julie,
1: I'll move swiftly over to you. <laughs> well, That's the wrong song. No. Joe, <laughs> yeah, I wanted to sing that. What one. does that I'll line,
2: a weary world rejoices, mean to you? Um, I think Danny stole all the answers. I'm sorry. Um, but um, yeah, I think it's going from sorrow to joy, isn't it? It's going from yeah. being desperate and um, sad to like carefree and happy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know, can I can I
0: expand yes. on your comments? Yeah. Cuz I think like I don't want people to believe that Jesus makes us happy. No and I I do love you not necessarily yeah
2: Yeah, but what I know like I think yeah well I mean there's a contrast yeah
0: yeah no there's a contrast contrast. there you go I think that's That's what I was trying to get you were saying there's a contrast
2: and there's darkness it's darkness to light amen preach yeah that's Mm -hmm. it. so I I rescind my previous I rescind I rescind (laughs) but (laughs) there will be no joy (laughs) 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 no that's not what I said either (laughs) it's darkness to light that's what it is absolutely
0: and what does it say the darkness to light but also it says the darkness could not be overcome I mean the darkness could not be, the light could not be overcome is what I'm trying to say. In other words the light can't be dampened. Mm -hmm. Like there's nothing we can do to diminish the light of Christ. Mm -hmm. And it is such an opposite of where we were. That darkness that we were in, I think that's in the book of John actually that darkness that we were in cannot you know, take power over the light that now reigns.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. The contrast is massive. Mm -hmm. For me, when I was sitting last night thinking I really will rejoice I started to think about the world that we live in today mm-hmm. and I do feel it's weary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel that at times I feel weary in the world yeah. mm-hmm. when I think, you know, now more than what I've ever, maybe it's just because I'm getting older and, mm. you know, you're more aware of so many things, isn't yeah. it? You mm-hmm. think of the war, you think of hatred, poverty, mm-hmm. human trafficking. I could go on and mm-hmm. make a list longer than do my you know, it's
0: interesting because you said the war. And I'm thinking in my head, there's so many wars right now. Did yeah. I say that war? I no, thought but I like, But I like I that. I but I like that because I like mm-hmm. how like, we do get so, like, we forget that there's yeah. more weariness
1: than yeah. we actually, like, yeah. it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but also that I can rejoice in Jesus as my saviour. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to be dancing on the rooftops. Aye. Oh, it doesn't matter that all these things are going on in the world. Mm-hmm. But that he is my hope he is my comfort and no matter what happens he's there for me Um, and that his birth should be celebrated and rejoiced from the rooftops if you like Mm -hmm. Um, even in this weary world Mm -hmm. that we can still celebrate the birth of Jesus even although there's horrible sad things going on Mm -hmm. round about us. that you know we have to keep our eyes focused on Jesus Mm -hmm. not just at Christmas but all year round and know that god has a plan god nothing that's happening in this world right now mm-hmm. in this day in 2023 god's not going Oft, oh, i'm really surprised that yeah. happened god knows it all yeah he has a plan and you know his his will in the end will prevail will prevail mm-hmm. yeah okay anything we want to add to any of that ladies mm-hmm. no okay Festive takeaways today. Oh, Festive Festive takeaways because it's on the last episode before
0: Christmas. Festive ones. Oh, Lord. Good Mm -hmm. luck with your family this year, people. Um, (laughs) Festive takeaways. What does that mean, like a happy thing? Because I'm not great at that. I'm stoic. (laughs) Do you know what I'm thinking about? Maybe this is my takeaway, if that's okay. I don't know if it's festive. But I was thinking about how the Jews were looking for their man, this man this God man or this man to come and politically save them. Like they wanted someone to come in and just like, come on, set up your kingdom and let's get on with it. And I'm thinking about how like really they should have been looking for that baby Jesus and they should have been looking for um, that savior to come into the world in such humility and love and grace, Mm -hmm. by the way, like just so beautiful. Like what a thought. And then I think about how our world today loves to overly concentrate on baby Jesus mm. and all things are baby Jesus. And isn't baby Jesus so cute? And who's going to play baby Jesus? And do we have a doll that's going to be baby Jesus? Like, you know, in this Christmas plays and all this. And I think like we concentrate so much on this baby Jesus and I get it. That's what we, you know, we're celebrating, quote unquote, the day of his birth. But I think it's interesting because really what the world should be looking for now is not baby Jesus, but they should be looking for the king that's returning. Mm -hmm. And though he was born that night and he was given that gold, you know, because he's king, he will return. And I think, like, now we need to be casting our eyes up and not just acknowledging happy birthday, Jesus, and baby Jesus, but, hey, my king is coming back, Mm. and I believe that 100%, and I think there is a more glorious thing to think about than or a more festive, <laughs> a more happy, joyful thing to think about than the return of Christ. Mm. And I get sad when people are like, oh, I don't want to talk about that. I don't want the book of Revelation. I don't want, like, at Christmas, what we need to think about is he came to, like, come back for us. Yeah. And we're, like, cross. still waiting on that, you know? And, yeah. and, um, and I'm, I think that's pretty festive for me. Mm, yeah. <laughs> that is my yeah. festive
1: takeaway. <laughs> My festive takeaway is I'm going to me in case you've got the same one <laughs> It's Christmas mine. I can do
2: it my well. My gift to you <laughs> is go ahead My festive
1: takeaway is The Weirder World Rejoices mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That is definitely like um, Just knowing that no matter what is in front of us this Christmas no matter what we may be feeling no matter how sad we are if we put on the news all these different things that we can just lighten we just know Mm -hmm. that there is light in that darkness Mm -hmm. and you know we can rejoice Mm -hmm. and that we are his and we should rejoice yeah Mm -hmm. we can rejoice that we are his and that um, yeah we're celebrating Mm -hmm. that we're his
0: yeah, I think once again the devil would like to rob his people, <laughs> God's people, yep. of the joy of mm-hmm. who Jesus is. Yeah, yep. definitely. What's your
1: takeaway, Jules? I yeah.
2: get really excited when we look at prophecy and then see it line up and mm. see like yeah, all the connections. Absolutely. And I, I, really like that. Like I get like all like, oh, I know. did you see that? And that means <laughs> this and <something> then this happening and <laughs> because it said that there. That's so I, I, like like I've enjoyed looking over the story and looking back at the prophecy and it, it gives us. Um, hope and a faith that the things that haven't come to pass yet will. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. you were saying, like Christ is gonna come back again and that's like that's your festive joy. Like yeah. like that this is evidence that those things are well also happen. true and are mm-hmm. also gonna happen. Because yeah. Yeah. of
1: all the prophecies that have been filled mm-hmm. up to now mm. He's so we to get to that part of the book and go, oh, I don't know what else. Just I'm to tired now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not going to fulfill the rest of it. That last wee chunk, Amen. you know, it, it's going to be fulfilled. And I even think, like, Danielle, you were saying about how they were looking for a king. Mm-hmm. I mean, the prophecies were there. It mm-hmm. told them that a virgin was going to give, give birth. birth to a baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we get so caught up, don't we, mm-hmm. thinking about this or that, or the next mm-hmm. thing, that... We can't imagine that a baby would achieve anything. Well, I think we get caught up in ourselves uh-huh. in the world and the weariness. Like we, yeah. I think they were caught up in like get
2: get us what we need now. yeah. Like yeah need that's what I was that, thinking like yeah. their immediate needs yeah. was yeah. what they were focused on, yeah. so, and God was like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to meet your immediate no. needs. Mm-hmm. I'm going to meet your needs. I'm going to meet your needs, but yeah. not what you no, exactly. think it is right now, yeah. uh-huh. because my plan is better uh-huh. than yours. Uh, exactly.
1: Men. Whereas we Always. just think babies <laughs> can't achieve anything, and yeah he's busy up. fulfilling prophecies right from mm-hmm. the very very yeah. right from conception and that's mm-hmm. amazing. amazing okay um so yeah that's our that's our festive takeaways
0: <laughs> <laughs> sounded crazy to me danielle
1: but... <laughs> could you <laughs> could you um could you pray for our listeners sure. and then julie you can close up
0: OK, thank you so much for this time, Lord, to being able to just sit and talk about you and think about you and kind of maybe um, get our minds off of the weariness around mm-hmm. us. You know, the weariness of the world, the weariness of our own lives or our own environments or whatever it might be, Lord. Even to take our eyes off of the things that seem so great, like celebrating and wrapping presents and putting up the tree can become so stressful, Lord. But what we want, God, is we want you to be glorified today in this day. I believe it's December 12th. Today and this day, we want you to be the light that shines through the day and the thing that we focus on the most. You are the object of of our faith. You are the object of our love and you're the object of our affection. So Mm. cast our eyes on you today, God, and help us to walk in your presence because Emmanuel, God is with us. We are not alone. You abide with us, God, and we abide with you. And so help us, Lord, every day leading up to this um, time that we celebrate your birthday on earth, that we would really just make you the focus. Help us to teach our kids you're the focus. Mm. Help us to teach our families And for those around us who don't believe, Lord, help us to be a light this Christmas season. Mm -hmm. And we pray all of this, Father, in Jesus' name.
2: Amen. Thank you, ladies, for joining us. Um, We hope that you've been encouraged by listening to our conversation today and considering um, just part of the, the history of the world at the time when Jesus was born and what that may have looked like. And. Um, yeah, we, we hope that you have a lovely, lovely Christmas time celebrating the birth of Jesus. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.
1: <laughs> Bye. Please a dad. <laughs>
2: <laughs>